Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life, to how to connect with your highest self, and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guests will be clients, friends, other professionals, and maybe even you. So I invite you to relax and open your mind and your heart. This is an adventure we all share. Welcome back again. Joyce Wozniak is here with us today, and we are picking up where we left off on our last conversation on relationships on the subject of choice. So welcome back, Joyce. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to join you today. And just for you listeners, if you're new, um, you can go back to the previous podcast and list to, listen to Dr. Wendy on relationships. And today we're picking up that conversation. Joyce went through my workshop, The Renaissance Experience, many years ago, and afterwards put herself through school to get a master's degree in psychology. And one of the things that she mentioned is um, no matter amount of reading and education you get, unless you are really processing and going within yourself to work with yourself on an emotional level, you can have contentious, difficult relationships and have them trigger you. So before I talk too much, welcome back, Joyce. <laughs> Thank you very much. So we talked about choice when we were, that we actually have a choice in how we handle difficulties in relationships, because relationships are clearly one of the most difficult things we do in life, even, even the best of them. We have to work at it. And most people think, well, I have to work on the relationship, but really we have to work on ourselves and learn how not to be triggered, learn how to love ourselves, to feel safe, to feel worthy, and to have a voice. So we have a choice. We do. We do. We have to remember we have a choice. And I think that that comes with setting aside time every day and giving ourselves the chance to be with ourselves and get clear and remembering that we have joy and that it's all empowering. You know, this subject of choice is interesting to me because I've never really had a conversation with anybody about this subject of choice. But one of the things that I see in my mind as we're talking here uh, with the people that I worked with over the years is amazement in their eyes and what they say that they actually realize they do not have to continue being in a relationship that's not healthy or they have a choice to say something to find a way to speak that brings about something positive rather than something that is contentious so most people feel they don't have a choice on how they communicate with another person when there's a problem, for example. That they automatically respond in a way that they think is appropriate. 
And what usually that is, is something they were raised with, they saw their parents, or they learned to communicate automatically, and not realizing that they can stop themselves and think about, what do I want? What do I need right now? Say, for example, you're in a relationship with somebody, and they have, they're sarcastic to you. And you say, there's something I want to talk about, and they roll their eyes. Most people would either ignore it or be defensive or say something. For example, what do you think? Wow. Well, now I'm thinking about intimate relationships, and I'm thinking about everyday relationships. You go to the grocery store, and you get that. Um, you uh, have difficult family members. And so it seems that knowing about realizing that you have a choice and that you can control that, you take control of it, what a gift. So that, are you saying that that person that says, okay, now I can do something about that, that person just was, just rolled their eyes at me. That was a, a con they were con contemptible to do that. But it's a common thing. It's like, oh, well, don't roll your eyes at me. Well, what's the matter? Are you so sensitive? And people are afraid of being criticized. So one has a choice to say, wait a minute. You just rolled your eyes at me. Let's talk about that. Because what I really want with you is a relationship where we feel supportive and caring about each other. What is it you want? And Most of all, I think of times when I roll my eyes and I have to realize right then, let's just slow this down a little bit. I don't want to be reactive. I care about these people. And then we can be clear enough, take the time, take the love, and really then communicate. Because I roll my eyes sometimes, and I have to go, whoa, I don't want to be that way. You know, so, much, so many of us have been raised on sarcasm and eye rolling, mm -hmm. and that, that we think that that's normal and that that's the way we should treat other people, and that if people treat us that way, that we're being overly sensitive if we don't like it. The truth is that we have a child, each of us has a child within us, that is reacting to that. And you know, you pay attention to the child inside of you, you know that child's very sensitive and can be easily hurt. Because as children, we don't have experience other than what we're experiencing, but our heart knows, our heart knows love from non-love. And so even though we may be grown, sophisticated, educated, highly successful adults, and I roll, can still hurt the child within us. And if we sublimate that, if we shove it down, that feeling down, and say, oh, well, I should be bigger than that, or I should know better, or I don't want to be reactive about it, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen, then that emotion gets stuck inside of us, that hurt, that little bit of hurt. And then we become reactive later without realizing it. We start looking for the hurt. We expect it from that person which then pushes us away, counterproductive. 
and creates all kinds of things from temper tantrums to passive resistance to passive aggressive behavior. I mean, all the things that we can name that we all, we humans, are vulnerable to that we can do unless we take the time to realize, wait a minute, I have a choice. I can say what I need. I can know what I need. Because so many people say, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I think. I don't know what I feel. And in the last podcast, we talked about taking time every day just to sit down and feel the day and connect with your true self and to find out what the, who's that true self. Well, that's partly your inner child, partly your great loving wise self, that your spiritual self, your highest self, that part of you that knows who you really are as worthy, as safe, as lovable, and as loved. You know, I'm busy. We're all busy. How much time can we set aside for... Uh, what do you recommend that we should take each day to, to get regrounded, so to speak? Well, you know, to take a couple minutes in the morning, even before you get out of bed, just to say, what am I feeling? What is my day? But later in the day and the evening... Well, you're, before you're too exhausted, before you're too tired, just to say, okay, family or cat, dog, bird, whatever, <laughs> I'm going to take a few minutes to sit in this chair and just be silent. Now, I know as a listener, you're saying, oh, who has time to do that? Most people don't think they have time, but you can choose to. If you have time to watch stupid TV, or unstupid TV, <laughs> or if you have time to go for a walk or have a conversation with somebody, you have time to have a conversation with yourself and your highest self. And there is this brings up the subject of what I call the non-negotiable. For those who realize that this time of quiet is so important to their health, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, they will choose to make that time non-negotiable. No matter what has happened in my day, barring emergencies, I'm going to take the time for 5, 10, 15 minutes of quiet. Phone off, computer off, TV off, all noise off and sit and feel and think and connect. It's amazing once one makes a non-negotiable agreement with oneself, then you don't have to argue with yourself every, t every evening saying, oh, I have to do this. You simply do it because it's a non-negotiable. So that brings up the subject of another talk that we can have another time, which what is the non-negotiable? Well, is the commitment we make to ourselves realizing that it's a difficult commitment to make, but that it's the right thing. So we mentally make a list of all the discomfort we're going to feel when we do the non-negotiable. So in this case, the discomfort will be I have to take the, the time and effort to separate myself from the things that seduce me, like the television or work or whatever, and be all by myself and feel what's going on inside myself. 
that's not comfortable. So that's another thing. Not only do I have to take the time, I have to shift my, my thinking and my feeling. I have to face whatever's going on inside of me. Well, sometimes who wants to do that? But if we are, have a non-negotiable, we do it. And we face whatever's inside, the, those feelings, those thoughts, those attitudes, so that we can change them if we want to. That's choice. So that's what a non-negotiable is. Once you're really clear on what it is that you don't like about doing it, you can make a commitment to it saying, I'm willing to experience that discomfort. I'm willing to experience the discomfort of separating myself from those things that I'm used to in the evening. I'm willing to feel the discomfort of whatever I feel inside of myself. No matter what that emotion is, maybe I'll feel sad or depressed or angry or guilty about something. I'm willing to face those feelings. And once you do, then you can ask your highest self, what I call your great loving wise self, to help you resolve it. And you can also go to your inner child and say, sweet little girl, little boy, I love you, and we're going to figure this out. Wow. You know, hearing you speak, I certainly understand that it's absolutely valuable and important. And maybe when I go home, I'll put a sticky note next to my bed, and it'll say, take the time. So I'll remember to set aside that time for myself to connect with my higher self. And that might help me form that habit, the habit of, of incorporating that into your life as, as a very valuable tool. I see that it's critically valuable. So I thank you for that. You know, can you imagine all the things, the thought processes, the, the problem solving that we put off in a busy day and what this valuable time of just being silent with oneself, the problems you can solve? Absolutely. So, you know, one of my heroes, um, the physicist, the great physicist, Einstein, used to do what he called sits, where he would just sit, and he would sit for hours and think, and no doubt intuit and feel. And of course, when you put that kind of non-negotiable commitment into your life, in his case, he transformed how we see the world. Well, transform how you see your world. Sit or lie down, don't go to sleep, and just think into it and feel. You have a choice. And all your relationships, whether they be in the supermarket or intimate relationships, are going to start to be transforming as a result of making this choice. And sometimes when a relationship begins to change, it can get worse before it gets better. Sometimes it clarifies to the point where those two people come closer together or go further apart. Either way, if you are living in truth and connecting with your true self, it's the right thing. 
all relationships don't have to last. And all relationships don't have to be contentious. Well, I have to be honest. When I sit by myself, it's not just a stream, streaming flow of wisdom coming into my head. Oh, no. It's chatter. There's, you know, sometimes you just want to stop the chatter in your head when you're alone and quiet. Oh, I'll bet you are. I'll bet you're speaking to a lot of the listeners right now because most people have that chatter. It's very normal. Chatter is normal. So if you sit long enough, you can start to intuit and feel and connect beyond the chatter or even set the chatter aside even though it's still going. You know what I mean? Yes, I certainly do. And now you're getting back into time management. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of time. I'm busy and I have things to do and I'm remembering the list that I have to take care of. And that's the chatter. So I want to shut it off. How do I shut it off? Well, you make the non-negotiable during that time that whatever I'm going to be thinking about is not going to be about these, these, this list or these other things. And so you, you learn to discipline your mind. So that's another choice is that one can discipline one's mind, oneself. Discipline is really important. The key. That's the key to me. That opens up everything for me because... I have problems with the chatter. And if I have a non-negotiable agreement with myself, that, that that will stop. Then I could then I can see how the wisdom could flow. The truth, the understanding and the relationships can be absolutely benefited by that thank you Joyce and thank you for being here again today thank you Dr. Wendy thank you for listening remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding this is a universal truth it is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being if you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.